<sighs> Life's hard. Let's talk about it over some tea. Welcome to Tea and Transitions, where we serve up stories on the dynamic lives of women of color as they navigate through life's cold, lukewarm, and steamy moments. I'm Vina Vo, a planner, facilitator, and today your personal tea snob. And I'm Odelia, a writer and educator trying to not spill too much tea. So grab your favorite cup or mug and let's get right into some TNT. Welcome to all of our listeners today. We have a very special episode. We thought, you know, we're giving you tea, we're giving you all the transitions, all the stories from women of color, but we wanted to bring you some special episodes about some topics that are really near and dear to our heart. And we cannot be more excited for today's episode about BTS. And to help us talk about BTS, we have a special guest today who I will let introduce herself. Hello, my name is Paola Pinedo and I'm one of Delia's friends. We met in Boston about seven years ago um, and now we're both here in the Bay and we are both um, fans of BTS. So that's why I'm here today. Yes, great seven years. Some of the things we love to do is eat food together, drink some bourbon, you know, watch some K-dramas. So beautiful friendship. And now she knows Vina as well. And we're all here to talk about just like why we love BTS, the members. And But to kick us off, Vina's going to tell everyone a little bit more about BTS in case you don't know who they are. And this is your special moment to know just who they are. Oh, I'm so excited. I don't, I don't know how I'm going to condense all of this in a short um, intro, but I will try my best. So BTS um, actually stands for Bangtang Sanyondan in Korean, which means Bulletproof Boy Scouts. And um, they are a band consisting of seven members from South Korea. They started um, their like musical act in 2013, but they actually spent years training before they actually debuted, which is like the word that you can use in South Korea when a band goes public, essentially. So why BTS is um, so culturally important, like even if you don't enjoy their music or don't understand, you know, why people are crazy about them, I think it's important to just understand the cultural significance that they're having at this very moment. And some of their accomplishments kind of goes from They're the first group since the Beatles to rank number one on the Billboard 200 with three different um, songs within a year. And they actually beat the Beatles record by a week, I think. So I think the Beatles hit that record in like 11 months and uh, BTS beat them by like a week. And they're just out there crushing all sorts of records. They end up breaking their own records with like the number of views per video and the amount of time it takes them to hit like say 10 million views. And this really is all thanks to their fan base army. Um, all the K-pop groups have an established like uh, fan base name. And so there's his army and army is incredible. They are like the most, I think, <laughs> I feel like there's such an organized, amazing fan base. Um, and I like to think of myself as a, a baby army and trying to bring a, along, you know, some baby armies. And I want to thank all the elder armies out there for helping us, you know, with all the all the knowledge, all the translations and just helping all the, like, the new fans get up to speed. So, again, whether or not you like their music, they are a huge culture phenomenon. So I think that's why it's so exciting to talk about them. And I've just seen so many people find 
find strength, find peace and find humor, um, engaging in their music and their content. And so that's why I'm super, super excited for all of us to talk about them today. I'll share a little bit about how I got into BTS and then would love if you two could also share how you got into them. Um, for me, I knew about BTS probably starting in 2017. Their video, Not Today, like showed up at a restaurant that I was at. And I was like, oh, who are these guys? Like, I love their dance moves. But I never really paid too much attention to them. And then slowly, you know, I went to South Korea for a trip. And then I started learning a little bit more about them. And then I started seeing them show up everywhere. And all the, at the time, all the students that I like saw, they were really into BTS. And I think it wasn't until maybe 2019, end of 2019, 2020, that I wanted to learn about how, I wanted to know all the names of the members because there were seven of them. And so I wanted to learn about all the names. And then I just watched one YouTube video about who is who in BTS. It was like a 20 minute video. And then I just got like sucked in and it kind of started with that. And then my fandom has really got more intense over um, since 2020 when I found a group of Vietnamese women who are also into BTS. And then we just started this group chat where every day all we do is talk about BTS. Like sometimes we talk about our lives and things that are, are bothering us as well. But um, we came together over our, our BTS bond. So that's how I got into it and have been a very avid fan. I will say still, I'm like a very beginner fan. So I don't know so much about them, um, especially their history compared to the rest of the elder armies out there. But just really excited to you know be on this journey. And I'm excited to talk about them with you all today. Awesome. Well, I will share how I got into them because I you know, had my little avenue into them through Vina. <laughs> I knew who they were like several years ago because they just kept popping up. I was on like a, a trip on the East Coast to some schools and I was like, what does BTS stand for? Is this some slang I don't know because I'm not teaching in the classroom anymore? And I remember you telling me, oh no, that's like a Korean like, you know, boy band group. I was like, oh, okay. And then I was in um, Korea myself in 2019, spring 2019. And I was there for an education conference doing work and, you know, speaking at these events. And then in between, um, when I would talk and other people would talk, they would show these music videos. And I'm like, who are these men? They are everywhere. And uh, just like asking people, but people are all like, you don't know who they are. And, you know, kind of like left that go. But then, you know, last year as the, we got deeper in the pandemic, I saw, you know, UV and I get so excited about them. And I was like, okay, I need to know who they are. And you're very generous to host a BTS intro course, uh, complete with a phenomenal PowerPoint for everyone listening. Of course, always. Um, and also uh, articles and places for us to uh, further our our learning because learning never ends and so uh, it was great just learning about them you did such a great job introing them it was enough to pique my interest to just start going down my own hole and then like next thing I know I'm like two three hours deep in like YouTube dark, you know, tunnels, uh, but really a lighted tunnel because they're, they're such joy. Um, I love seeing their like earlier videos and, and their journey. And so for me, it was like looking a lot at, you know, I do have some problems with how some people start really seeming like they're like drawing a little bit too much of cultural appropriation on like black hip hop. But what I love is seeing them evolve from that and to be able to reflect on how that wasn't like the greatest moments in their career um, and seeing how their hard work pays off to like how much 
better they become as singers and as dancers and just overall performers. And I'm someone who, you know, I work really hard at the crafts that I care about and to um, just see that work translate into where they are now is just a beautiful journey to watch and yeah, it was just really exciting to just, you know, be a part of it. I wouldn't say that I identify with being part of ARMY or any fan base, mainly because I never identify with being a fan base. I'm like a secret private uh, fan who will send something to Vina or Paula or someone else who I'm close to about um, how deep I'm getting into my BTS love, but typically try and stay away from like fan bases because they're scary. Um, I will say, though, that the ARMY fan base, um, one of the things that I like about them is how much they look after each other. I heard they fundraise um, for each other in case they can't afford to go to the concerts. So I like that. I also liked um, that they trolled Trump. In yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, to, to go back to the question, I also heard about them in 2017, but I was resistant to, I guess, listening to them because I thought, oh, like another boy band, like One Direction. Um, and I felt like I was potentially too cool for them without realizing um, that I was blocking my blessings in a way. And I realized that in 2020, when my little sister had to move back home because of the pandemic, um, and I saw her pre and post um, getting to know BTS and the Love Yourself tour and campaign. Um, and that's what got me interested in the members um, and their journey in loving themselves. Um, then I started listening to like their songs and the lyrics. And I feel like in a way um, that helped me during the pandemic. Yeah, I definitely feel that. And I think that's what makes them so special to their fans because of the messages they put out, not only in their songs, but in a lot of the work that they do. So because of Love Yourself, they became, became um, like UNICEF ambassadors and they were um, started a whole campaign around like bullying and like trying to understand like how to support the youth because there was such an epidemic in um, like young people taking their lives and harming themselves. So I think, you know, it's, they they are musicians, but they're they have such a strong cultural impact um, in the work that they do, and so I you know I'm I'm glad to to that the you saw the change within your sister because of her connection to them. Yeah, and and then in a way I was able to have my own change. So it goes to show that like when you have an influence on one person, it's a ripple effect. So if that's like a good impact, and it kind of ripples to family. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and definitely. So like on that topic, I'd like to hear, you know, we, a lot of us, it seemed like our, we got more invested into, into this band during our COVID times. So we'd love to hear from you both, like why, why and what happened or what kind of impact did they have on you during, during COVID? Yeah, I can start. I, um, I think I've spoken a little bit about it in our other episodes, but you know, the way the pandemic really hit me hard is, you know, being like by myself, I, you know, started the pandemic living in a house with other people, but then, you know, transferred. But in terms of, you know, I am like a single individual who is, you know, out here in the Bay, like very far from family, um, you know, very far from, from many people I'm close to and who, you know, care about me. And, and even though I don't always go home a lot. You know, I'd still make a point to go home, you know, try and go home three, four times a year, but the pandemic really stopped 
all of that. And so like feeling that isolation from people or even people who lived around the corner, um, feeling that so like heavy, like even just like talking about it now makes you feel emotional because it's a really hard year and like listening to like music that whether or not, you know, I know the lyrics now, but just even just the um, the rhythm of the music and, and seeing um, how much these seven men care about each other and take care of each other and care about their fans. I think a lot of um, artists like consume their fans and I think they do a great job walking alongside their fans and um, making sure that the, the music is not just only speaking about their life, but opening themselves up in very vulnerable ways um, for their fan base to see themselves as human. And all of us are very human. And if we forgot that, um, I think COVID-19 and the pandemic really reminded us of that. So even earlier today, before you know we were recording, I was listening to you know Spring Day. And it's just like talking about like missing someone and those lines of, like if I, you know, was like a, a dust and like or like snow and stuff, like can I like reach you faster and just like wanting to get to the end of the pandemic faster to just like be around um, people I love and bring hugs back and mm-hmm. yeah, or just like Microcosmos was another beautiful you know song that I really love and and those lyrics about just like being to, um, together with someone and, and shining brightly through those like relationships. And just so like the, the song made me feel like less alone and that, um, you know, just waiting for spring and hopefully spring is here now and mm-hmm. we'll be coming back together again. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. I think like Delia, um, their relationship to each other was one of the things that helped me. Um, because it just reminded me that in order to get through anything in life, you need to come together with your community. Mm-hmm. Um, and because in Philly, when I was alone, that was that was very hard. And I was glad to be with my family during the pandemic. Um, and it just reminded me of what, what was valuable in my life. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen the BTS TikToks, but there's like these animations that fans make. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh my god, they're so cute. And so like seeing those little animations and how silly they were with each other despite the fact that they were pop stars, like they just remained so humble. Um and it was just something I wanted to be a part of and um I guess in a way some someone I wanted to be like. Like I wanted those friendships. Um but also reminded me that I have those friendships. So it just reminded me to practice that gratitude too. Oh, yeah, definitely feel that. And there's so much amazing BTS TikTok content. And that's actually why I joined TikTok. Because yes. <laughs> I love all the joking. I, well, you all, you both know how much I love TikTok. Um, and I feel like my TikTok right now is like one fourth BTS, like, you know, half of it is uh, like a lot of like black creators. And then another one fourth, I think. Um, the, the two guys who like just read out tweets who I love a lot. Um, and that's my entire TikTok. <laughs> I love it. And and Paula, I really loved what you said about friendships and like seeing them interact with each other because I think for me, I mean, I like their music and their music videos, but I mostly watch compilation videos that people make of like how they interact yes. with each other. Like I love that and I love just like seeing them in like normal life. So in the soup was something that I watched to just escape from freaking reality when it's um their reality TV show when they go up in the mountains and 
and take a break, but not really because they're being filmed. Poor boys. But I was so grateful to get to watch that because I'm sure the cameras were hidden. (laughs) They they were, but they weren't. It was like, yeah, yeah, it's so sad. It made me feel bad that I was watching them on their vacation. Like I wanted them to just have their time. But anyways, I, I just love seeing how their relationships have grown with each other and how affectionate they are with each other. Like I didn't grow up very affectionate. And even now, like I feel very uncomfortable with affection, like showing affection, Um, even though I know it's something I want, like I would love to, you know, be closer to friends and like hold hands and hug and all that kind of stuff. But because I was raised with like discomfort around it, it still takes me so much time to like feel like comfortable being close to someone, even though I want it, but I like, I, I, I like feel uncomfortable doing it. So seeing them be so affectionate with each other, like they're always, you know, like holding hands or always like having their hands on each other's like legs and like they're just like being playful with each other. It's like it made me realize like how much I would love to be like that in my friendships. But there's like something that's holding me back or like a blocker. And I hope we all do yeah. that more. You know, yeah. we, talked a, we talked a little bit in our first touch episode about, you know, friendship, like intimacy, those like platonic, like romances and, and being able to pursue those. And I love how much they just personify and like really embody just the intimacy that we should be seeking in our friendships and how much we're so limited when we think of intimacy only in like one, like, you know, romantic, like partner type way. And uh, and that also just exciting for me because I've always been someone who's like very much like love, like touching and being close to my friends like that. But like sometimes that freaks people out. So I, I love that they're normalizing that for a generation. Yeah. Yeah. And I think also, you know, with the just with I, I, I like what they also do because I feel like they're kind of smashing like toxic male masculinity in a lot of ways. Like they openly talk about like wearing makeup and like wearing lipstick and stuff and like. Some of the um, some of the boys would be like, "Oh, don't don't take a picture of me right now. Like, I I don't have my makeup on yet." You know, and they're just like very honest about these things. And um, one of my favorite clips of Jimin, who Delia I know is your bias, and Paula mm-hmm. I think might be yours too. Um, yeah. There was a clip where you know someone he was taking a selfie or something, and someone was like, "Oh, don't check your selfies. Like guys don't check their selfies." And then Jimin is like, "Why are you saying guy this guy that? Like why does that matter? You know like." What's and, yes. and a lot of what he does is smashing like this toxic masculinity. And you, when you actually see the journey of him in his early like debut to like now, he's like a totally completely different person. I know. I feel so happy just seeing him just come into himself. Yeah. And feel like he has to perform in this like hyper, you know, masculine way. That's actually a big reason. I know we'll, we'll probably get into our biases a bit more in a little bit, but like it's a big reason I'm just so drawn to him is the way that he talks about that journey. Um, and just even just his own feelings about his like his body or, you know, fighting with you know different like mental health issues and it's just always about like no like someone thought that I needed to be this way (laughs) and how open he's been about his journey to where he is now and there's so many men I know going through that same journey and just to see someone be so open about it is amazing Yeah, yeah and speaking of bias I think maybe we should maybe we should get into it um, and for those who don't know what bias is, we should probably clarify because I remember the first time I asked Delia, I was like, who's your bias? And she's like, what? It's, just, <laughs> it's not a word you throw around like lightly, you know, but anyways, so in the, in the fandom or in just, I think, I don't know if it originated from K-pop, but just in fandom, 
um, in general, a bias means who's like your favorite person. So there's a bias and then there's a bias wrecker. The bias wrecker is the person who makes you stray from your bias. So <laughs> just to clarify for those who don't know what those two things mean, but yeah, I would love if you all be willing to share who your bias is. Okay, I'll start. Um, so mine is also Jimin. <laughs> um, I think I would. I think it's a Scorpio in us. I I feel like Jimin is like a real Scorpio bias. <laughs> right? Are, do we just like really beautiful things? Is that what it is? <laughs> yes, 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 we do. <laughs> um. Yeah. I I just loved. He just felt like ethereal to me. Um. I love that little flirty look that he gives like literally everyone like your like gender identity or whatever does not matter he just has such a like flirty like welcoming look too like I just want to go and talk to him um I like how he just like floats around the room um yeah and I also liked uh learning about his journey with um toxic masculinity and just accepting himself like seeing his glow up was beautiful um and it also and kind of made me want to go through something similar because I think um, I kind of resisted femininity uh, for a long time because I associated it with like weakness so like I would stay away from like dresses and pink and all of that and being someone like Jimin so comfortable with all of those different like pastel colors um, I think it's making me or helping me accept that side of myself like that sparkly side Oh, um, yeah, which which is interesting because I thought like a, another woman would help me with that. Right. Um, which which goes to say like femininity and whatever form it just um, it's just an energy. Right. Yeah, so anyway. definitely. <laughs> I love um, that. Have you thought about. Yeah, I'm curious. Have you thought about what this glow up might look like? Um, well, I feel like it definitely has to include a pastel hair color change um for everyone listening I'm currently a brunette and I love it <laughs> but I have been thinking of like like a lavender color I don't know yes yes they, you would look, you'd be a great lavender you would be like great in lavender and you know the boys a few of them have done lavender and you know lavender is a BTS color, so <laughs> La- lavender and blue are my favorite colors that they've done. So yes, right? please do yes. this. Blue is the other one. Um, we should know about Delia because I posted about it on Instagram. But a bright blue or a baby blue, I don't know. But like, I'm actually currently wearing baby blue, and I and I feel like um, definitely Jimin inspired. <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Yeah, and um, now like, I'm sitting here thinking about if I want to change my hair color. <laughs> let's do it. There, ha- there has to be like a semi permanent thing we could do too. I'm gonna look into this. I want it to be our our fairy selves, our best fairy selves. Yeah, I know we've been talking about having really great picnics on the lake, but maybe I'll just get a wig for now. You know, I don't know how much my <laughs> curls. I don't know how much my curls will love a love a hair dye. <laughs> I'd be down for a pastel wig with y'all. And a picnic oh. in the park, BTS themed picnic oh. on Lake Merritt. Yeah. What? Oh, yes. What what hair color would you go with, Vina? Oh, that's so hard. I, I feel like I'd look cute in a pink, but mint yungi is like one of my favorite looks. Like Ooh, yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I could pull off a mint. I think you could. Yeah, I've done pink before and I feel like I look pretty cute in pink. 
But yeah, Mint, Mint Yoongi is my favorite like BTS hair color look. So but if you've already done pink, it's time to try a new one. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. I'll do Mint. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I'll do Mint. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, I'm excited for our BTS picnic. <laughs> <laughs> did you want me to go into my bias record or did you want me to hold on? Yeah, yeah tell us your bias record. Okay, so Delia, you're going to laugh about this one too because um, it's RM and I just found this out. Uh, stop. We can't be the same person. <laughs> I mean, it's a good choice. It's a good choice. You know what? I was also very resistant to him. And I think I just misjudged him. I think initially I was bothered by him taking the lead so much into interviews. And I felt like he was taking up too much space. And not I felt that same way. I felt the exact same way. Talk. And mm-hmm. so like, and then on top, I think also, like, he's just larger than everyone else. So like, he was, like, literally, <laughs> and, like, you know, um, verbally. He can't help what size he is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, but now that I've seen more, like, more blog videos, and now that I've learned more, he's, like, he's just a mom, you know? And he keeps them safe, you know? Like, they, he, they, they like what he's speaking. Yes, and it's been so funny, like, learning more about their relationship and, like, seeing them go to him. And it's literally that a lot of them just rely on him so much that he ends up finding himself um, taking the lead in the situation. So um, that combined with finding out he, ha- he has a Scorpio stellium in his birth chart, um, really helped me understand him better oh wow i didn't know that yeah i recently found out and it it made a lot of sense the whole taking care of other people like that and like coming across as intimidating and people not liking you at first but then like loving you because you save them (laughs) Mm, really speaking that scorpio language for us (laughs) yeah so um now i have a soft spot for him yeah i think what's so interesting about k-pop bands is that there is an established leader like that's an actual role which i think is Interesting because I remember when he first came on, I heard him. He's like, "Oh hi, like I'm RM and I'm the leader of this group." I was like, "Oh, who like right? who died and made you king?" Right. But no, that's like a but like that's an actual role. So like Naver, which is the Google of Korea, when you go search up BTS, like they'll list up all the members, and next to RM, they'll have like leader. It'll actually say leader. So I thought that was kind of cool that or cool or interesting that there's an established role. But I mean, it's like you might as well assign someone to be the president, right? Or else it's like then you can have a fight for power. <laughs> so might as well. Yeah. Role. And what I love about RM, though, is that even if he hadn't been assigned that role, it's just something that naturally happens. Yeah, he's such a natural he, leader. Yeah, like you could see that yes. like it, it takes energy away from him to have to like be for example keep Jim and safe because Jim and get to float around <laughs> yeah <laughs> falling off chairs like <laughs> yeah you gotta keep an eye on that one <laughs> yeah so I feel like I love that like he takes on like a serious role in order to like allow the rest of the members to have um an easygoing time or yes or yes time. you should look up videos of RM scolding other members it's so funny it's like he's like uh, it's usually Jimin and V or like Jungkook, like the the maknae line that will like start messing around like while someone's giving a speech and RM will like shoot them a look. I know, like, I've seen it, yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. Like a father to his children. Like, I think they love it too though. They just need it. Yeah, he is, yeah. Such a, he is such a stern dad. And I love those moments where he like goes to be alone and he'll like, you know, clip his bonsai tree or like go outside and read. Or get the... Or with the crabs. <laughs> yeah, so funny. 
Well, Vina, who are yours? Introduce us to your bias and bias record. Oh, it's so it's so hard. So 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 hard. I I struggle a lot. I'm I'm just not a very faithful faithful woman. <laughs> um, so my my bias originally started out. It was Jay Hope or Hobie. I, I like calling him Hobie more. Um, and I really like Hobie because he was just like this bright ray of sunshine, which is also part of his concept. Like, I think that's a thing with all the members, like they all have a concept and they all have a certain role. So, um, J-Hope, whose name is actually Hosiuk, um, he got the stage name J-Hope and that was like, okay, you're going to be BTS's sunshine. You know, that's like your role. So he kind of came off as like the goofy, funny, happy character, very optimistic, the one that gave like, you know, everyone else a lot of energy. And so I really liked him because I really resonated with him a lot. Um, and some folks, like some army speculate that sometimes your your original bias is the character, or not the character, sorry, the person that um, you most see yourself as. And then your bias wrecker is usually the person that like you see as like, um, as like a partner, like a... I don't know if that's I don't know if that's true oh, or not. Sometimes okay. I kind of think it might be true. Um, so my original bias was J Hope. Um, and then actually, you know, you know, uh, the way that you felt about RM Paula, I kind of felt about Jin because Jin was always oh. like, Oh, I'm worldwide handsome. I'm so cute. I'm so cute. You know, I was like, who's this guy? Like, yeah, he's cute, but like, why are you gonna go ahead and admit that you're like, <laughs> why would you give yourself this name? I thought like fans had given him the name, but he had given himself the name worldwide handsome um and so i was like oh this guy's so full of himself he's like all the other like handsome hot guys out there thinking like they're the shit uh -huh. but the more i watch like compilation videos of him he's just like a major jokester and he's like you know he likes to mess around and even though he's the oldest which in asian cultures there's like a huge deal like if you're the oldest usually you're the leader everyone has to respect you it's just like an established role um and power that you have and so um and I'm like one of the oldest in my family. So I definitely understand what it feels like to like be the oldest and have yeah. that kind of power and that role. But what I loved about Jin was he was just, he's like a major goofball. Like he would goof around with all the younger members and he was um, just really kind of, yeah, he was just really funny. And he talks about how he gave himself the name Worldwide Handsome as like, oh, I just thought it was ridiculous and that was really funny. And so I gave myself this name. And he's just very consistent in his jokes too. He'll like keep the same shtick like over and over. And he's actually known as like the king of like the dad jokes. So he does like Korean dad jokes, like all the puns um, in Korean and stuff. So it's really funny. Actually, one of my goals, because I'm learning Korean right now, is to eventually understand some of his jokes. So I don't really know if he's my bias wrecker or he's my bias, but I've definitely grown um, like an affinity towards him. And just, I love watching videos of him in um, in all the compilation videos. And so, you know, you mentioned like RM as this leader and as like this um, kind of uh, parental figure. Usually, like, I, I kind of see them both in the same way as like the the mother figure and the father figure in conventional senses. And um, so like Jin would, when they were growing up and like they hadn't been like rich and famous yet, he was the one that like cooked all their meals and he like took JK to school and stuff like that. So he kind of played that role. And so like, it's just kind of fun to see how they all interact with each other. I love like um, Namjoon and Jin's like relationship with each other. It's super cute. Yeah, I've definitely been um, growing in my appreciation for Jin. I'll say that, you know, his his vocals in Spring Day impressed me. And I, I know he works really hard to be able to do the dances, but I still have to laugh whenever I, I hear that, uh, especially with Paula here, because 
we talk so much about like sometimes like Jin is the one we forget, but he is lovely and I just have to like watch again to to remind myself that he's you know, he's there and he's a valuable member too. Yeah, I think I wrote him off because of the whole Mr. Worldwide Handsome thing. Um, so thank you, Vina, for sharing the story about. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he's, such, like, he's so fun. He's a sweetheart. And he also has his own, he used to have his own like food show called Eat Gin, where he just oh. eats. And so I'm a huge food person. And so Jin and I just, and he's also the best cook out of them. Like he always cooks their meals. So that's so wholesome. Eat Gin is good. Eat Gin is, is fun. It's really yeah. fun. Okay, I'll check it out. Yeah, I'll check it out. Delia, yeah. what about you? Sure. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there really is like no, yeah, there's like no member that I like dislike, you know, which is really rare because Super I feel rare. like I usually have um, a member of a group who I'm just like, no, please, like, don't even speak about this member. But I don't feel that way about any of the BTS members. But I definitely do have a bias. Uh, as people have mentioned already, it's Jimin. <laughs> and, you know, just uh, I, I won't go in too much, but definitely probably it's uh, it does feel like a Scorpio thing to like Jimin. Uh, <laughs> but everything just yes, it's the, the flirtatious vibe that's always there. This kind of like ownership of the space that he takes up, which I love because he is like the shortest member of the group. But like <laughs> yeah. he just, you know, this yeah, just this like very flirty um, energy that he has, no matter who you are. I feel like it just like sucks me in. I'm just watching a video and I like go towards him. Also just like the mm-hmm. silly side of him too. Like he's falling off chairs or you're like, <laughs> wow, you're just like super, just like a goofy person. Like he makes himself laugh more than probably anybody else does. I'm just like, wow. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I'm a strong believer that you should believe that you are funny <laughs> or amusing because mm-hmm. nobody else might. Um, but just his ability to sing the way that he does like that range as well as dance um as well as he does and be this like like ephemeral being is just so beautiful and I'm really drawn to people who I feel like are just like a jack of all trades and they're just doing everything and I love like he just like brings 150 million percent all the time to uh his dancing and his singing and yeah just and all his different looks are are great but i'm definitely pro forehead jimin uh he still looks good when he's got like his like bangs over his forehead but i, I love when the forehead is exposed yeah i love exposed <laughs> um, forehead jimin yes and just Yes, but every hair color, Jimin also, I, Jimin changes hair color a lot. I mean, they all do, but I feel like Jimin's one that does it um, even more than some of the others. And I feel like every hair color, Jimin is like a different vibe, Jimin. And like, I vibe differently with all those hair color, Jimin. <laughs> yes. And so, yes, yeah, so I'm always very deep in my compilation videos of just watching um, Jimin and his journey and just so excited to see where he goes in the next like 10 years because he's he's going to be a huge star like with BTS and he's going to be a huge star after BTS and I'm just here to support him uh with my watching his videos and probably (laughs) and probably with my coins uh and so uh in terms of bias wrecker uh RM because I'm just like we're just the same person apparently <laughs> I really drawn to like leadership and just like and like intelligence and he's just all of that wrapped up in one and just really admire how he has been able to hold this group together for so many years through everything they've been through um, all their transformations um, how far they've come like how far they still 
like will be able to go and accomplish. And I think he's also the heart of like that um, humility that's also so like attractive that they have. And it's just really great to just like watch him. And I feel like I could like just like sit down and just like want to be like, just like tell me about like, how do you do all of this? Like I would want to know the answer to that. But I'd also say my other bias record is V. Um, and I think it's like the depth in his voice. And also he also has like a look uh, that he gives uh, all the time. And, and V can be kind of brooding. And I feel like I'm someone who could be just like sitting down and, and like just like brooding. And I, yeah. I, I love this sometimes. I would say like 90% of the time I see a picture of BTS, B just looks like he just does not want to be there <laughs> in this picture, in this moment, doing any of this. And I'm, I'm just here for that honesty. Yeah. I've actually, so, I mean, I love all the members, but probably the one that'd be like, if I had to rank them, like if you forced me to rank them, V probably would be last on my list. But for some reason, I'm writing a novel right now. And when I was thinking about conceptualizing my main character, for some reason, V was like the first image that came to my mind. Like he has a certain look to him that you're right, like it's very broody, but also you can see that there's like a lot of softness in it yeah. as well and a lot of playfulness. So I mean, he's growing on me. He originally was like not my favorite because he and Jin got into this fight. That was very silly. But anyways, V has definitely grown on me for sure. That's how I feel about Jin. We're having the same journey. We are having the same journey. I love it. It's funny. We like pitted against each other. Uh, (laughs) I I love that we're starting to talk about all the members and, you know, we're um, all of that. So I wanted to play a game with you all to maybe, you know, pull out a little bit more about all of the other members. I'm going to give you all a scenario and you're going to pick which person you think would best fit this scenario. So the first one is the best person to introduce to your family. Um, so that's going to be RM for me. <laughs> I feel like he would learn Spanish for my family, you know? He'd probably pick it up really fast, too. Like, he's so smart. Yeah. Uh, my answer is Jimin for everything that will follow. No, um, <laughs> <laughs> I will think through my answers. Um, I would say JK. Um, I know he's kind of grown out of his role as the Makne, like the youngest in the group. But I feel like people who are the youngest in my family get treated like so well. And they would just be like so excited to have Jungkook around. And yeah, it would be JK. Mm, okay. I think I would, I would introduce probably, I think Jin would be the best for me because he just has like this, He's like super polite and really respectful and he seems to get along with adults really well. So I picked Jen and he'd probably be funny and like, you know, be goofy with the kids. Yeah. He would be cute. Yeah. All right. The next one is the one you'd get into good trouble with. Uh, I think for me, that would be J-Hope. Uh, but I would want to dress like Jungkook for my crime with J-Hope. That's, okay. that's hilarious um, what, is there a specific Jungkook look um, no just like just all those straps just like baggy just baggy pants with lots of pockets yes 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 that's that's where I thought you were going so you're thinking, mic, you're thinking mic drop mic drop look yes exactly how about you Delia Hmm, what I want to get in good trouble with? Uh, I think, like, maybe, like, 
two answers for me. One would be Jimin because I feel like we would just laugh the entire time. Um, oh, yeah. And he would he would just mess it up and fall off chairs and things, and we would never actually get to what we're trying to do. Um, and the other would probably be Sugar because I just feel like just like that look he has on his face every time, just this deadpan way of saying things. <laughs> I feel like would open up a world of just many different uh, good trouble that we could get into. And then I also feel like um, I could probably just run away and blame it on him if we get caught. <laughs> yeah, I would say Sugar too. He'd be my first choice because he seems super savage. Like he's he. Yeah, things that he say would just like pierce you in like the heart or something. And he, I feel like, would have the most devious of plans. If you all get a chance, like I love that um, that video that he does under August D. Dashita. Like, if you watch that, it's like, oh yeah, this guy, this guy's gonna get in some good trouble. So yeah, definitely. I love that video. <laughs> so good. Uh, the one you'd go to for advice. Oh, I can start. Uh, my mine would be RM. I just for everything that we've said already. I just he's just so wise and grounded, and I feel like he would help you, uh, like help me see things from many different angles, while also like caring very deeply about my own journey to come uh, to the correct answer for me in terms of the advice I was looking for. I think for me it would be V. I think because of like. He has like this brooding energy to him. So I think um, I could probably talk to him for hours. And then because he doesn't care what other people think about him, I think he would help me come to the best decision that would benefit me without me thinking about how uh, other people, because that's something that I struggle with. Hmm. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's a good call. I think for me, if I wanted the best advice, like the good advice or like the the thing that I should do, I'd probably go to RM. But I think mm. if I wanted advice that would tell me what I actually want to do or like validate my decision, I'd probably go to Jimin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> he'd be like, "Yeah, follow so your heart, do it." Yeah, yeah. so yeah. true. I have to decide <laughs> what I'm looking for. Yes, yeah, so yeah. if you're looking for a yes person, or if you're looking to be like prompted and prodded. <laughs> yeah. All right, the next one is the best person to be with in a zombie apocalypse. Like the person that's going to help you survive. That's RM for me. <laughs> for so many reasons, starting with how tall he is. You know? <laughs> and he's getting all like buff daddy these days too. Yeah. Hitting up the gym. <laughs> yeah, so he's going to have the smarts and also like the muscles. So I'll follow, I'll follow him in the zombie apocalypse. Uh, you know what? I would say Jungkook because he's like annoyingly good at everything that he wants to pick up. And I feel like any skills that we would need during the zombie apocalypse, he would know how to do it in like 2.5 seconds. Uh, yeah. A jack of all trades is a good call. Yeah. I was, I, when I was thinking of this, I was like, yeah, I definitely hedge my bets on JK. Like he is good at everything he does. And like in all of their like challenges, like he seems the bravest, like Jin and J-Hope, like, no. <laughs> you, we would run away from everything and we'd never make it. Like our heart, our little hearts just couldn't handle it. But JK <laughs> is just so fierce. Yeah. I mean, sometimes hiding will help you survive a little longer in a zombie apocalypse. But if there were no buildings and we needed yeah, to be yeah. out here in these, we need to be out here in these streets, we probably want to be with Jungkook. Yeah, but it's not even just hiding though. Like the, I'm very similar to J-Hope and um, Jin in terms of like how we respond to crises. Like 
they get really easily scared and they make loud noises. So that's not great <laughs> in the zombie apocalypse. So I'm going to need JK to be my rock and to make sure that I don't die. But if we were going to die anyways, and I just wanted to be like happy for the last, like, I don't know, week, I might go for J-Hope, you know, we'll just dance our way to, to, to death, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we've been spending so much time gabbing about um, BTS. And I think, you know, maybe it's about time we we wrap this up. This really exciting conversation. I can't wait to um, maybe have another one. I had so much fun talking to you all about them and um, would love to continue this uh, another time. But let's end it off with some, you know, some some future thinking or future envisioning or manifesting Paula, just so you know, Delia and I feel like whenever we manifest anything on this podcast, it kind of happens. So I'm going to manifest that we are all able to meet BTS at a meet and greet. And so if you were able to meet your um, your bias at a meet and greet, what would you say to them? Or what little gift oh would you God. make them? Um, I think the first thing I would say, which is not original, would be I love you. Um, I probably could not stop myself <laughs> from blurting that out. Solid, solid <laughs> opener. <laughs> Uh, profess my love um in terms of like what i would give him honestly because i love him it would be crystal it would be i would give him tourmaline for protection so he stays so the crystal tourmaline is um one for protection so amethyst is like for love um i mean they all have different functions but to cover my base i would do that i would give him that awesome sounds like a good one he seems like he'd be down for some crystals i think so um, maybe something sparkly. Maybe I would give him tourmaline to protect him, and then like, um, like sparkly, like a like a cluster amethyst thing that he could just have by his bedside. And think of me. Just kidding, but um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, but not really. Yeah. Oh my god! But to get a picture with him, I just don't even know how I would act. I would definitely like be cheating way too hard. Delia, what about you? Yes, probably start with like how enthusiastic I am, probably jump up and down. Definitely like not worry about if there's any security guards and go in for the hug. Uh, I know that's terrible. I should really ask him if that's okay. Uh, but I would walk it back and ask if it was okay afterwards. Um, but definitely just, you know, be able to tell him, I th- think I would be able to articulate in the moment, like what being a fan of his has meant, uh, particularly during the pandemic. And, you know, ask of, you know, like, hey, let's, you know, grab a drink or tea or something and let's hang out. And I'm just going to manifest it for myself that he will say, cool, I want to hang out with you longer. And then we'll get to hang out for a long time. And we'll be like, wow, we really want to be good friends with each other. And then we'll exchange phone numbers. And then we'll just be like BFFs for life. And, you know, sometimes people will see Jimin texting someone on one of these BTS videos and it, and it will be me. So yeah, that's what I am. That's what I am manifesting for myself in meeting Jimin. Nice. I love that you made a whole story. Love it. You know, I always have an entire you story. Always have, you always have a story. That's true. Ooh, okay. So I'm going to choose, if I were to meet someone at meet and greet, I think I would choose Jin to meet. And I would, you know, say hello to him in Korean because, you know, I'm learning Korean. I want to impress him. Um, a gift that I would make him is I would do like, because he loves food and because he um, ha- used to have his food show, I would make him like, a wooden bowl chopstick and spoon set because when you use that, um, it doesn't have that like terrible clink. 
um, when you like go to record your like food, food lives or your mukbangs. And so I would make that because I feel like that would be a cool gift um, that he would remember. And, and I would write a letter in Korean telling him how, um, how much I love food and how we should definitely collaborate on a food mukbang show and to kind of follow in Delia's um, practice of making a whole story. He'd be like, hell yeah, you seem like someone with a great palate. We should definitely make a food show together. <laughs> so we would have a show show called Eat with Vina and Gin. And yeah, let's, let's, let's work on the title. <laughs> we'll have a food show and it will make millions of views and oh, I'll never have to work ever again. And all I have to do is go on this um, thing to make food with gin and we'll just like cook and eat and yeah, stay good friends. Yeah. It's a very important to be manifesting something that isn't just one time, but something that allows us to uh, be in their orbit for, you know, many, many years to come. Yeah. I feel like, you know, yeah, I feel like these, these things can happen. I mean, Paula, you, we haven't told you this yet, but a lot of what we do nowadays, like in all our business decisions and our life decisions, we always think, will this take us one step closer to BTS? And if not, then what's the point? You know? No, what's the point? What's the point of it all? Yeah. We already, we are, we also already made a plan for a, their concert. We're willing to both wait two weeks in line. Um, so if you're willing to embark on this journey with us once they're back in concert, yes. two weeks is the yes. threshold. My um, sister already made me promise I would take her. So it is something I have to do. Yeah. So save your coins, my friends. Yes. Save your coins. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, Dilly, you want to wrap us up? Yeah, thank you so much, Paula, for being here today with us, our special guest for a special episode. And thank you for all the listeners for, uh, you know, if you are a BTS fan, I'm sure you really resonate with some of the things we're saying. If you don't know BTS, I hope this, you know, piqued your interest and you want to go listen to a song, like, you know, reach out to us if you're curious about where should I start? We've got lots of uh, different recommendations. And actually, maybe uh, one way that we could quickly end is for each of us to say, like, what is, like, the one... One, like song or maybe YouTube video that you would tell people uh, to watch or, or listen to. I think for me, uh, if people are like feeling in their feels and want to get into something new, I would listen to Spring Day. What would you all say? Ooh, um, it was so hard. I just there. There's just a thing. There's a song for every occasion. What well, could just be um, a, just a YouTube compilation video that you thought was a good place to start? <laughs> okay I, if i had to pick a song that i think um I, I think is a great intro into bts personally for me i would go with on because it just really shows their dynamic dancing and i love that song and music and so i would go with on Ooh, on is great that that's is one. is one of my upbeat songs that's my morning wake up song <laughs> i think i would have to go with the tiny tan animation um dream on Ooh. yeah you're right that's a good one that's so good um nice. yeah it's just so beautiful um and i think it's for people who feel like overworked um it's just a, a video that almost made me feel seen 
Yeah, that's a beautiful note to end on is just being seen. So whatever any of you are listening to, whatever, you know, artists are speaking to you right now, like let it be something that helps you feel seen, something that we really need in this moment, in this time. And thank you for joining us today. And we'll see you for another special bonus episode next week. Thank you for listening to TN Transitions, brewing good stories down to the very last drop.